I'm Annalie Master. Welcome to my Common Sense Living podcast, where I will add common sense and value to your life. If uncensored is what you want, you'll find it here. I'm a critical thinker, meaning I question most everything to see if it makes sense. Topics range from spiritual, health and wellness, to nutrition, recipes, fasting, exercise, gardening, animals, healing, and most anything else. Occasionally, I will feature various professionals about their specific areas of expertise. So grab a pen and paper to take some notes as I offer authentic, thought-provoking information, which is insightful and true as I know it. Take responsibility for yourself and confer with your healthcare provider as I do not diagnose nor prescribe. Your comments are welcome. I just ask they be polite. So I'm glad you stopped by at my Common Sense Living podcast. See you real soon. Hi, I'm Annalie Master. Welcome to my Common Sense Living podcast, where I'm going to add common sense and value to your life. Get a pen and paper because today you're going to want to take some notes. I'm going to talk about a topic that's very dear to my heart, health and how we can improve it. So with that, let's get started. First, it's going to be about artificial dyes and then about artificial sugars and diabetes. So artificial dyes are a common industry tactic to make food look more appealing. Kids will reach for rainbow-colored cereal over lackluster brown cereal any day. You may find yourself picking up a jar of bright green pickles instead of a jar of dull grayish ones. Food dyes are incredibly common. According to a study published in the journal Clinical Pediatrics, the amount of artificial dye certified for use by the FDA increased more than five-fold between 1950, where it was two milligrams a person a day, and 2012, where it is now 68 milligrams per person a day, and this is 2023. Most of us consume food dyes without second-guessing their safety or even realizing they're there. However, Artificial food dyes are a serious cause for concern because they can cause significant damage to our health. So before you give your kids a snack or decide to splurge on a red velvet cupcake, consider this. Some food dyes are carcinogens. That means cancer-causing. According to several studies summarized by the Center for Science in the Public Interest, CSPI, the three most widely used dyes, red dye 40, yellow dye 5, and yellow 6, are contaminated with known carcinogenic chemicals, meaning they can increase the risk of cancer. The FDA has even acknowledged that red dye 3, another artificial dye, is a carcinogen, yet they still allow it to be in our food supply. The dangers of red 3 were identified way back in 1985. That's when the acting commissioner of the FDA said that red dye 3 has clearly been shown to induce cancer and is a public health concern. Yellow 5 and yellow 6 are also notoriously dangerous food dyes that are commonly used in foods. For example, the CSPI noted that 6 of 11 tests on yellow 5 resulted in mutations, which is a sign yellow 5 may be carcinogenic. Artificial dyes promote hyperactivity in children, and I have a personal story about that. Artificial dyes are also thought to worsen behavioral problems and hyperactivity in children. One study by the United Kingdom, its Food Standards Agency, in 2007, found that when children consumed artificial food dyes and the common preservative sodium benzoate, they experienced a significant increase in hyperactive behavior. In other words, the children who consumed food with dyes had a decreased ability to concentrate and they show more impulsive behavior. And then they get labeled, don't they? 
The link between hyperactive behavior and artificial food dyes was so strong, it led the European Union to require warnings on products containing those dyes. The warning must read, may have an adverse effect on activity and attention in children. Anybody hear of attention deficit disorder? (laughs) Rather than label foods with health warnings, many manufacturers in the UK and Europe switched over to natural dyes. This has created a scenario where the same company markets one candy in the UK with natural food dyes and another version of the same candy in the US with artificial dyes. Hmm. Question that, will you? All of this is even more concerning when you realize how easy it is to consume high levels of artificial dyes. Between candy, cakes, and brightly colored drinks, the daily consumption of artificial food dye can easily exceed a worrisome 100 milligram a day for a child. Behavioral effects have been noted in studies on children using only 26 milligrams of dyes. Food dyes are used to conceal low-quality food. If you still need another reason to steer clear of artificial dyes, consider this. Food dyes are added to processed foods to conceal their off-putting appearance. When foods are ultra-processed, valuable nutrients, fiber, and disease-fighting phytochemicals are completely lost. They also lose their flavor and natural colors when processed. Most processed foods look downright unappetizing until manufacturers put in food coloring, chemical emulsifiers, textures, and other unnatural additives to make it more visual appealing. We associate bright, deeply hued colors with healthy foods such as fruits and veggies. So manufacturers add dyes to many foods to mimic the appearance of healthy foods, even though the processed food is anything but healthy. The bottom line, the potential dangers of food dyes can't be ignored. Artificial dyes add absolutely no benefit to food and come with risks that include an increased risk of cancer, hyperactive behavior in children, and even allergic reactions. The three most commonly used dyes are red dye 40, yellow 5, and yellow 6. To avoid artificial dyes, check the ingredient labels on all food and beverage products. Want an automatic way to avoid artificial dyes? Buy organic. Food that is certified organic is free of artificial ingredients, including food dyes. Now, my personal story that I alluded to in the beginning was back in 1974. My nephew, Matthew, was diagnosed as hyperactive and he would have outbursts, uncontrolled, you know, like what's wrong with this kid? So my sister found a doctor in Independence, Missouri, and I don't remember because it's 1974 and this is 2023, but her and I took Matthew and we went down to this doctor where for six or eight hours, I, Matt would have to drink this concoction of whatever syrupy stuff it was. And then they'd measure his reaction. Two hours later, he'd go off the charts. So he, my sister was told that he couldn't have certain things anymore. And red dye was one of them. So we're headed home uh, from Independence, Missouri. And it's like, oh, probably a seven, eight hour drive home. And we stopped for the last hurrah meal for Matt. And he had his sugar, whatever. And uh, we're going down the road and all of a sudden he just acts up just, oh, and I said, would you do something with this kid? Right. Cause I'm driving the car and I don't have children. So I'm not used to their expressions. And she said, look at the time made a believer out of me two hours from his last ingestion of toxic food. So that was back in 1974. That was part of the path of what made me be a believer in health and the intentional, and I use that word, intentional. So if YouTube wants to censor me for that, so be it. I'm telling the truth as I know it. 
as I have researched for it and have experienced it personally, it is not healthy for us. So with that, I hope you reconsider the food coloring when we make the pretty frostings on our cakes that are, anyway, what else can I say? It's totally up to you. Everything I offer as knowledge to you is all up to you. Take it or leave it. I'm doing my job that my heart says to do to inform you because my lab numbers are great. I have a great mindset. I give gratitude to God for all my blessings, even the ones that I don't perceive as blessings because they teach me something. So with that, let's go on to the fake sugars like Equal and Splenda, which is sucralose and how it damages the DNA and is linked to leaky gut. There's a study on this. So like I said just previously, be informed as I am doing for you and make your own decision. A new study reveals health concerns about the sugar substitute sucralose so alarming that researchers said people should stop eating it and the government should regulate it more. Sucralose is sold under the brand name Splenda and is also used as an ingredient in packaged foods and beverages. The researchers conducted a series of laboratory experiments exposing human blood cells and gut tissue to sucralose 6 acetate. The findings build on previous research that linked sucralose to gut health problems. The researchers found that sucralose causes DNA to break apart, putting people at risk for disease. They also linked sucralose to leaky gut syndrome, and the world is full of that now, which means the lining of the intestines are wore down and become permeable. Symptoms are burning sensation, painful digestion, diarrhea, gas, and bloating. When a substance damages DNA, it's called genotoxic. Researchers have found that eating sucralose results in the body producing a substance called sucralose 6-acetate, which the new study shows now shows is genotoxic. The researchers also found sucralose 6-acetate in trace amounts in off-the-shelf products that are so high they would exceed the safety levels currently allowed in Europe. It's time to revisit the safety and regulatory status of sucralose because evidence is mounting that it carries significant risks. If nothing else, I encourage people to avoid products containing sucralose, said the researcher Susan Schiffman, PhD, adjunct professor of biomedical engineering at North Carolina State University, in a statement, it's something you should not be eating. The FDA says sucralose is safe, describing it as 600 times sweeter than table sugar and used in baked goods, beverages, chewing gum, gelatins, and frozen dairy desserts. I repeat, be informed and make your own decision. And I have sources here where the North Carolina State of University, Cleveland Clinic, Journal of Toxicology and Environmental Health, Part B, and even the FDA on aspartame and other sweeteners in food. So. There's your research for you on that one. Are you or someone you know dealing with blood sugar issues like diabetes? You can lower, even reverse these issues. I lowered my A1C from 5.9 to 4.9 in just six weeks. My doctor was impressed. I'm a nurse, certified health coach, and educator. Gift yourself or another with this course, Taming Diabetes Differently. Change your life and theirs contact Ann Lee Master at TamingDiabetes at Yahoo.com or call 972-948-9976 and be sure to leave a message. So this is my cream of the crop. I really am an advocate for 
health and to be able to keep yourself healthy or improve your health. And I have done it. So I share with you how I do it. And a lot of it is through my education and implementing that. So did you know that there's a totally reversible disease very present in society and the ability to eliminate or diminish it is right under our noses? You know what that disease is. It's diabetes, specifically type 2 diabetes. Insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, syndrome X, obesity, prediabetes, and type 2 are all closely related and are all caused by similar dietary and lifestyle habits ingrained in modern societies. I'm a nurse, certified health coach, and educator. My own grandmother died of complications of diabetes, and I promised myself I would never get it. Thus, my quest to improve my own health by implementing the changes in my life that I will share with you in my upcoming course, Taming Diabetes Differently. Even my doctor was impressed with my success. Diabetes has skyrocketed to epidemic levels and getting worse every day. There are about 2 million cases diagnosed a year and numbers are increasing annually. It is expected the number of Americans with diabetes will increase from 29 million currently to 44 million by the year 2034. It's not just in the U.S. Diabetes is a worldwide issue. Roughly one out of every two people, 50% of the world population, have undiagnosed diabetes. One of four people in the U.S. currently have what is called prediabetes, a condition that occurs when blood sugar is higher than normal, but not high enough to qualify as full-blown diabetes. Therefore, you can really change and prevent diabetes with implementing the things that I offer. These numbers are determined by a fasting blood sugar level of 100 to 125 milligram per deciliter. Most people don't know they have it or how to prevent it. Major dietary and lifestyle changes are necessary to slow the diabetes and implement cost-effective preventions and treatment to reverse this trend. Most diabetics, especially newly diagnosed, find themselves in a helpless, confused situation at the mercy of their doctors and conventional health care. They end up in a downward spiral of helplessness, health issues, and depressing treatments, clueless as to how to maintain good health or to know they have the power to reverse this condition. That's where I can help you. It is my opinion, conventional medical treatment, pharmaceutical companies, and the commercial food industry are misleading the public with their diabetes treatment recommendations. What your doctor told you about diet is not what you will learn from me. My passion is to educate those concerned about this disease that it can be totally prevented and even reversed in some cases. It isn't a painful or hard to follow program either. The most important thing I want you to realize is type 2 is not a death sentence. It is both preventable and reversible. Diabetes is so common, it's a household ailment. It's directly tied to significant increase in heart disease, heart attacks, deadly strokes, and other issues such as high blood pressure, blindness, kidney disease, nervous system disease, wounds, infections, and amputations, dental disease, pregnancy complications, and birth defects. Prediabetes is a fasting blood sugar of over 100, and full-blown diabetes is 126 and higher. When we eat sugar-spiking foods, especially fructose and carbs, they become fat cells. And we wonder why we keep getting fat while drinking diet sodas and other artificially sweetened foods. Not only do these fats get stored on the body, but in your liver and pancreas. 
Your pancreas is essential for controlling your blood sugar. It produces insulin necessary to control your blood sugar. That's why I question the rise in medication doses, which releases more insulin. Doesn't that make your pancreas wear out sooner? Treating diabetes is extremely profitable to the healthcare industry. Doctors, dietitians, pharmaceutical companies, hospital, and the treatment centers caring for people with the disease and the complications of the disease. Conventional type 2 diabetes treatment is a huge moneymaker, so your chance of a cure from conventional medical system is slim to numb. A diabetes patient is a long-term patient with big profits for the healthcare system. How unfortunate for you. I see our healthcare system as a for-profit system and big business. Diabetes is a very costly disease, not only emotionally, but financially as well. The average type 2 diabetic spends around $6,700 in healthcare costs annually, and it's expected to climb into the trillions of dollars. Newer medication recently on the market costs $800 a month. Conventional treatment turns their attention to treating just the symptoms of high blood sugar instead of going after the true cause of this disease. Most medical treatments focus on controlling blood sugar by raising insulin levels, although this method may actually worsen the underlying issue of metabolic miscommunication of hormones that govern blood sugar, appetite, insulin, and fat storage. Does this even make sense? Glucose-lowering drugs have actually been shown to increase the risk of death and don't prevent dangerous complications of diabetes. Patients often get lulled into a false sense of security, thinking they don't really need to watch their sugar and carbs intake as the drugs will take care of it. Diabetes can age you prematurely and shorten your life. Chances of it worsening over time with conventional medical care is almost a certainty since the meds used to control blood sugar also cause weight gain. Conventional treatment begins a downward spiral. You gain weight and become more diabetic, more meds are prescribed, and the doses keep going up. The only way to break free of this is to drastically make dietary and lifestyle changes, and you can do it right now. Right now, you can decide to change your life. Your diet will make or break efforts of restoring your health. If you are pre-diabetic or diabetic, drugs alone will not work. Unfortunately, dietary recommendations do not hit the mark. When you make correct major changes in your diet and lifestyle, diabetes can be reversed. How simple to think of diabetes origin as a result of following unhealthy diet and lifestyle choices. You are in control of whether or not you get that dreaded disease. Diet is the single most important factor that leads to high blood glucose levels, insulin stability issues, metabolic dysfunction, high levels of triglycerides and LDL cholesterol or the bad cholesterol. Diet can reverse this condition too, and I know that as a fact because I did it myself. At one point, my triglycerides were 165. I just, whoo, shocked, and I altered my diet, and next thing I know, a few months later, it's down to 50, and I have trouble almost keeping it above 50 anymore. So, So rather than seeing your lifestyle changes as a dreaded chore, I made a game of changing my life habits. And my lab work is always good now. So diet coupled with exercise can create major changes in weight, blood pressure, and A1C, HDL, and heart health. Losing weight is very important for diabetics as losing just 5% of body weight is very beneficial for type 2 prevention. Following the guidelines offered in my Taming Diabetes Differently course will help you reverse diabetes and prevent prediabetics from getting diabetes, prevent obesity, 
heart disease, strokes, Alzheimer's, cancer, premature aging, and many other serious diseases. Results vary with each individual. My course will empower you to seize control of your health. Together, we can begin a lifetime of good health. Your life is in your hands. If you are diabetic, you must share with your doctor the changes you're making. Keep your doctor in the loop so he can monitor your medication and make any necessary changes. And do not attempt to change your medication doses without consulting your physician first. So that is what I offer you on your education today. And this is the reason that I even started this podcast was to educate and inform. So last year, I came back from Iowa visiting my family and friends. And my family, they don't believe the way I do. They eat what they want, when they want, whatever. So they eat nothing healthy. And I just didn't want to fight it. I didn't want to argue. So I just went with the flow. And I came back home a month later and I took my sugar. My A1C was 5.9. Freaked me out. The next day, I went back on my protocol. And in six weeks, just six simple weeks, I had dropped it from 5.9 to 4.9. And my doctor was impressed with that. So as I say, I'm a nurse, certified health coach. I've done extensive research and many classes on diabetes. So I believe in sharing that information because what good does it do to learn and not share what you know? Thus, I'm an educator as well. So gift yourself or another with this course, Taming Diabetes Differently, Change Your Life and Theirs. Christmas is coming. Think about it for a Christmas gift for yourself. What's best than the gift of life in a sense? Okay. So you can contact me, Anley Master, at tamingdiabetes at yahoo.com or call 972-948-9976 and be sure to leave a message. So with that, we end this segment of Common Sense Living Podcast. And I thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you did learn something of value today that can change your life or someone that you know. So with that, I appreciate you being here. Stay tuned for our next episode coming up. And uh, in the meantime, eat healthy, think positive, know that you are blessed to Lou. Thank you for tuning in to my Common Sense Living podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'm sure you learned something new. Please leave a kind review and share this episode with a friend. And be sure to subscribe yourself. You'll find me on iTunes, Spotify, and other platforms. And don't forget, we'll be here again next week with another insightful episode of Common Sense Living. I can hardly wait.